Okay, we better start. Whoever's going to trickle in will trickle in because it turns out that they'll release Sunday school a bit early so we can cover this fairly quickly. So there's a committee in place and there are a lot of members. Uh, Jesse here is one of them. There are other members and I'm not going to name them all because some people have come in and out. But um, after this quick talk, this quick overview, I'm going to give a survey that I'd like you to take. And don't forget, before you leave, take a survey. And please give it to me when you get a chance. It's just a, uh, two quick questions and your ranking of ordering of what's important to you. Okay, can you hear me in the back? Hello? My wife, can you hear me? Okay, good. Um, so, this is the planning for education for our parish. And we had people in our group doing uh, research, and the research showed that this is a very important topic for parishes. Uh, it's, it's important for Orthodox parishes all over the world, uh, and it affects all areas of spiritual growth. And they specifically had a very large conference about education in the parish in 2015. And there's a link here. For those that are interested, I can give you the link. Uh, several people spoke at this conference. For example, uh, Jerry Clonaris, adult religious education, and he said, go out and teach implies that people must learn and grow. And I think all of us feel that we have to learn and grow. And therefore, adult religious education, as well as youth religious education, uh, is, has to be continual. We have to have a continual process of education and understanding our faith and growing in that faith. And uh, several speakers spoke. One of them is Kevin Allen, who passed away recently. Uh, he said adult education is crucial to making Christians. And they did a quick survey of what Orthodox Christians be believe or know, and it was abysmally low. You know, people said, uh, they ask Orthodox Christians, do you believe in a personal God? And 49% said yes. Uh, is God an impersonal force? 36% said yes. Uh, do many religions lead to eternal life? 72% said yes. So there were very surprising uh, answers among Orthodox Christians. And I think there's a lot of assumptions that we make about what the faith is, who God is, what God expects of us, you know, that, that is important to clarify. So the progress of our group, we've been meeting for almost a year. And the main areas of discussion have been uh, research about what's available out there, including we've surveyed uh, general Christian churches, and not just Orthodox, Catholic churches, Protestant churches. And we wanted to understand topics of, of spiritual interest. And so we separated things into topics of interest and venues. Venues being what kind of uh, Theology 101 is such a venue? You know, where do we get that education on these topics? And, and I'm going to discuss that. So the topics of interest, and I'll go through them, and this is part of the survey here. If you see something that you think is really relevant to your spiritual life, we'd like you to indicate that in these, uh, in these surveys so that we can try to emphasize that. Uh, but 
the topics of interest to our parish, for example, scripture and Bible education. A lot of people over the years have asked about scripture. Can I understand the Bible? You know, the Orthodox Church is the one that formed the Bible. Well, what is the Bible about? I want to try to understand that a little bit more. So overview like a basic of Bible history or a background to the Old Testament or a background to the Gospels. What, what, what kind of background? What's going on in the Gospels? And the early New Testament church. And for example, the geography of the Holy Land. What, what, you know, Jesus walks from place to place. What are these places and what kind of places are they? And what does it mean for the, for the spiritual topic that Jesus is discussing? Other topics of interest were like theological basics. Now, some of these topics, I got feedback from Father, some of these are covered in the basics classes. But if your survey indicates, you know, we want to emphasize those more and we want to understand more, we can try to have more classes about them, even as part of basics. So, for example, the nature of God and the Trinity. People would like to be able to understand that more. The nature of creation, what kind of, what is a thing called creation? And God in the world, how does God relate to the, to the whole world? You know, there are a lot of things in the world, not just the Orthodox Church. There are all kinds of people, uh, there are non-Christians, there are, uh, you know, all kinds of religions, people with no religion at all. How does God relate to that? And then salvation history, how has God interacted with the world over long periods of time? And that gives you insight into the, into the nature of God, into what He expects of us. Other topics, and again, some of these are covered by basics. The sacraments of the church, baptism, repentance, confession, uh, unction and sickness. What do we do when we have sickness? How does God actually heal us? How does He interact with uh, our need for doctors and things like that? Uh, death and burial of the body. How does God treat the body? What's the importance of the body? Uh, the call to serve in the, in the clergy. How are people called? Should we think about maybe serving in the, in the clergy and going to uh, possibly be ordained? Other topics, the family, that came up as important in our discussion. We, people want to know about the family. What does a Christian home look like? What are the elements of a Christian home? What should we, how should we live out our Christian life in our little kingdom, which is the home? Challenges for men. As many of you men know, there are a lot of challenges these days. Challenges for women. So just, men are not the only ones challenged. Men or women are challenged too. Uh, marriage, you know. What about the unmarried state? You know, how do you face uh, the world being unmarried? Uh, the transmission and teaching of the faith to our children. So if we understand the faith, how do we teach that to our children? As many of you know, you know there are Orthodox churches that, uh, you know, the, the priest or the parents say, okay, we do this, we light this candle, we bake this bread, but we don't know why we do that, right? So sometimes it's good to be able to transmit not only the acts that we do, but why we do them. Other topics, you know, some of these again might be covered in basics, but if your survey indicates there's more interest, overview of church history. Uh, a lot of times people quote the church fathers, you know, what, what do they say? Who are the church fathers? Do we even know? What, what do they tell us about the faith? Overview of the lives of the saints, you know, there's so many saints in the church. What, what are some of these saints about? 
Uh, people have asked to understand more about the liturgical and sacramental life, the hymnology, vestments. Uh, Father was covering that in the last few sessions, if you remember. The order of the divine liturgy, what are all the pieces of the divine liturgy about? The, the church calendar and the feasts, understanding, pronouncing, or chanting the Greek. You know, people would like to understand that a little bit better. People have asked about church etiquette and cultural traditions. You know, what is the praxis? How do we practice our faith in real, you know, uh, like are there recipes to, to, to uh, share uh, for Lent? Or, you know, what do we do with food? How do we convey it to our children? Many faiths have songs, you know, for the children. And these exist in Orthodox countries. How can we bring them here or have some songs for our children to, be, to make them part of the faith? So that kind of thing. So those are the kind of topics, and there could be more. If you, if you have some suggestions, you think we missed something here that's really important, please write it down on the survey. Otherwise, what the survey asks you is to kind of rank in importance these overall topics and say, you know, I think this number one is, is, is the most important, number two. But if you think that there's something that we've missed, please write it in. Then there's the venues, and this, you know, is a continuing discussion in our group. You're welcome to join, you're welcome to give your feedback, but we wanted to get your feedback because it's important because some things may need to be restructured. So for example, one of the venues that was suggested is a family educational night where all of the families and all of the children come at once, and we may have, you know, two or three breakout groups uh, of different age groups. And, and parents could go with their children to some young, younger session, or they could take their children, if they're maybe they're older teenagers, to an adult session, but where we're all sharing some kind of educational forum together. So that's been suggested. And, and where we wouldn't need babysitters, but we could you know, just bring them and expect there to be a little bit of chaos and a little bit of noise, and we could have a potluck. So that was one kind of venue. Another venue that I think has been important to people, and, and it happens in a lot of churches, is a regular weekly adult education class. So, and that regularity allows people to remember, oh yeah, Wednesday night or Thursday night, that's what's happening. Now, Father, when I spoke to him, he suggested the period from, I think, October to May, uh, something like that. So avoiding Pascha, where we do the basics uh, and we have Lent and all of that, and then and then Christmas. So I think he suggested. I have to get the months right, but he suggested like six months of the year where we have this regularity, and then the other times we would have Lent and we would have other things that would take up our time. So we have to figure that out, but. We want your feedback about what about a regular... Now, you don't have to come to every single night, but knowing that there's a regularity there might help for people to say, yes, on Wednesday night there's going to be a class, and there's going to be a class every Wednesday night during this period of time. And the topics could be covered in such a way that if you miss a class, you know, it's okay. You can either get the recording or, you know, they're broken up into distinct things. Another venue is we talked about remaking of Theology 101 into Theology Education. So Theology 101 has been a bit uh, 
non-systematic, you know, where there's been a question and answer, which is good, but it hasn't been anything that where it covers. Now, some of them, some of them have been as far as uh, like the vestments or covering some of the sacramental things. So that's what we mean by systematic topics, where you take something, whether it's from the liturgy or from the sacraments or from the Bible or something, and you cover it for three or four sessions in a systematic way. So we were talking about doing that. And Father suggested that one of the things, and I told him I didn't know this, he says, we can bring food in here. So I said, Father, I didn't know. I felt like a criminal when I brought in my food. So, I, so one of the things we said, we could put out uh, uh, tables with the chairs so people can put their food, and that way we can start maybe 10 minutes after we get our food and always start on time so people know, even if they trickle in, people know that we're going to start 10 minutes afterwards and bring in your food, bring in your drinks, and then we can just start, you know, on some topic. So that's part of what we discussed. Another thing uh, was some people have an ability to teach and have knowledge of certain things. And so we wanted to possibly start a Teach the Teachers program, which is, you know, a small group, you propose some topic that you did research on or that you really know really well, you'd write an outline and, and the clergy and those of us that would be involved in that would give you feedback, you know, about that topic. Maybe you need to add some things, restructure it, and then by all means, you know, give the class in one of the venues. We also talked about small groups for teens. Now this completely took me by surprise, and maybe it will you, but several of the people said this was one of the most effective things that for them in their uh, church. You know, when they used to be a Protestant or possibly Catholic, they had small groups, and those groups were one sex, either male or female, and so it would be, you know, six girls together or six guys together with one adult leader. This depends on our involvement. But what they found is that this really helped them to stay with the church because it was intimate. It was, you know, if six girls, they can talk to that uh, female leader about things that they couldn't talk to other people about. And it would be an intimate setting where they would do things together. They might go to the park together. They might do, uh, you know, a snack together. They might do cleanup together. So it gives a kind of an intimate. And Jessie can talk more about that because she actually went through that experience and felt very strongly about. But this depends a lot about uh, those of us that are willing to put that support in. We, we we have the youth leaders and we have, um, you know, uh, the, the altar boys, but the girls don't have as much of a structure. And the altar boys get together, but they get together, you know, uh, like 12 of them or something like that. So we could talk about that possibility. Uh, other venues which have happened already is we could have seminars. We've had them already, so those are continuing, and we're still, you know, putting our stamp of approval. Those are really good, half day or whole day, uh, but based on the needs or wants of the parish. So if you indicate, you know, this is a really important. For in the past, we've indicated marriage. You know, we wanted a marriage talk, and so that was in the, in the, uh, indicated, and so we had that. 
Another venue is a possible borrowing or perusing library of some basic books that people could just take and if they wanted to read a chapter or something like that and, and be able, or even these small booklets about the church, you know, that, that are published and people could check them out and people can also give lists of books that they have at home. So this was one of the suggestions that came up. Uh, if people, uh, you know, there's always the possibility of purchasing the book, but sometimes you want to share if you just want to read uh, quickly or want to be able to look at something before you decide whether you want to buy it. Okay. So those were the topics, and since we are being released early, I'll just mention that I've written all of this in this survey, and I'm going to open it up to questions. But in this survey, there's just two basic questions, which is the topics, how do you rank the importance, and if you see something else that you think is important, please put it on, and then the venues, how you rank them in importance, and if you, see some, if you think there's another good venue, please by all means write it down. So if that's, hopefully that clarifies things, but I'll open it up to questions or comments or anything that somebody wants to say. If not, I'll ask Jesse to make some comments about the small groups. Any questions or thoughts? Yes. Well, the survey, if there's something that's in our head that relates to education, but it's not, can we be covered in there? Can we just... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just write enough of a detail so we know what you're talking about, and we can. And if you could put your name so we could get back to you, that'd be great. Either. It was completely, I completely blew you away, or it was useless information, <laughs> and you want to get out of here as quickly as possible. <laughs> yes? Okay. So that's really good suggestion. I, di I didn't talk a huge amount about the kids in this one because two reasons. Number one, we've had an ongoing thing about curriculum for about two years and, and the Sunday school has been uh, implementing that. Uh, but that is a good suggestion that as far as I didn't discuss. I don't know if you discussed it. You know, I know they've discussed it with sharing homeschooling ideas, so I know that's happened, but I don't know about kids' education, uh, like activities. So could you write that down in the survey, that, and then we can bring it up and discuss it. And if you could put enough detail of what your thoughts are, we could, you know, bring that up for discussion. Moses? Oh, okay. Just covering the missing hairs? Is that it? Okay. Yes. Right. That's as far as I know, except for the seminars that are done every once in a while. So 
So that's a good question. So what we did is we discussed uh, what's happening currently. We did that as part of our task, is to say, okay, what's happening in Theology 101? What's happening in the Tuesday morning? What's happening? And so the suggestions we made was to enhance those. So for example, we talked about enhancing Theology 101. And uh, the Wednesday night was for the very fact that a lot of people cannot make it Tuesday morning. So that was what the evening class came to suggest. But that, I told, Father and I discussed it, and I said that's a very great, that's a good class for those that can come Tuesday morning. And we'd like to either replicate it in the evening or uh, have something in addition to that. So there are good things, but the, and sometimes it's good also for Theology 101 to have things non-systematic, where you, people just drop in and you have a Q&A. But our feedback was that having a little more systematic would be good for the adult education, since most people, many people do not come at night or in the morning, but they're here for Sunday. So if we could systematize it a little bit more, it might help. I don't know if that's what you had in mind, but it, you know, you're welcome to put thoughts down. Where's the what? Right, so I didn't do um, talk about the differences when I did these. Uh, when I presented these topics and venues to Father, he had uh, mentioned uh, the fact that some of these are covered in basics, and I don't know if you walked in when I talked about that. Some of these topics are covered in basics and can be enhanced, but some of these are not covered in top in, in basics. So for example, the Tuesday morning class doesn't cover all of these things. And basics doesn't cover all of these things. It covers them to a small extent, but again, the very name basics says that after 10 years of basics, sometimes adults want more and more detail. So we're kind of talking about Basics are always needed and always necessary, especially for refreshers or catechumens, but sometimes you want more. And that's what we're talking about. But I didn't do a difference. Like, we did that inside of our committee. So if you're interested, I can talk to you about that. We talked about what's being done currently and what needs to be done to expand that. I don't know if that helps, but if you look at this, for example, this topic came up quite a bit. You know, can we have more discussion about this? There's a lot of modern challenges to families. <clears throat> and on a practical level, we started doing that. Part of that last night, we had a meeting with the parents of teenagers. You know, so sometimes that's a good venue, is just meet with the parents and have a discussion group about things like that. But what we're talking about is a little bit uh, some, a little, sometimes a little more formality to it, like start from the top and say, okay, what does a Christian home look like? What's a, you know, a marriage, you know, a Christian marriage supposed to be like? You know, what are all the elements, you know, from, from the scriptures, from the church fathers, from the church teachings? 
What does the unmarried state look like, you know, not being in the monastery? Uh, transmission of faith to the children, you know. So some of those topics fall through the cracks of basics or Theology 101. So if you see what I have here, there's nothing heretical, right? No, no, I don't mean heretical, just that, that even using the system and the, the set, the formulas that work in Protestantism for um, even the, the structure, we kept using the word based on this system, even the Sunday school system or a Bible study system. Um, have you thought about both sides and why you would want to use something so, sure. So Jesse has a comment, uh, and then I can address that. Um, we have talked about that. A big portion of what we have talked about is the fact that if you look at the fact that we have a Sunday school program, that's not orthodox in nature. Like the Orthodox didn't come up with Sunday school. That's Protestant nature. That's something that we have adopted. And we have made work in our churches. But if you look at what programming there is available for churches, the Orthodox are not the ones who are great innovators in coming up with programming. And it, it does, but we don't live in an Orthodox culture. We aren't steeped in it. We don't have the same level of orthodoxy that's being transmitted to us from other levels outside of the church. And so we need to be able to supplement that in some way, and we need to make it accessible to people. And so we're trying to find the best methods that we can to be able to engage people, bring them in, and give them orthodoxy in a way that they can really embrace it. And part of that is going to be looking outside of just orthodox walls, because there are methods that are not And I'd like to add one other comment. When we talk about Orthodox, we often think of our day and age, right? But Orthodoxy has 2,000-year history. And in that 2,000-year history, a lot of things have come and gone for various reasons because of historically, you know, people have lived in different countries, under different rulers, things like that. So when the church first got started, there was a Jewish school. And that Jewish school was under a synagogue. And you discussed the scriptures. And that's why Jesus expected everybody to know the scriptures, right? He said, oh, you don't know the scriptures? What's the matter with you? Because, and he went to the temple to discuss the scriptures. Remember that? With, uh, with the people. He asked questions and received answers. And then other people went to school to, to discuss. So this was one form of school, which was the synagogue school. And that went into Christianity in the early years. Then later, the church had long sermons, very long sermons. St. John Chrysostom gave sermons for an hour, an hour and a half. 
And so today we have the, you know, 10-minute sermon or 15-minute. Again, that's to accommodate uh, the modern man. So there's always different needs at different times, and that has nothing to do with the teaching of the Orthodox Church is how is the best way to convey. One of the ways that we convey is we translate the scriptures into the languages that people understand, right? So whenever somebody, when they went, Methodius and Cyril Methodius went to uh, Russia, they translated everything into Russian. So that had never been done before. That was innovation, right? So some things are done to accommodate people's needs and that's why we're asking we're giving you a survey to say have things been effective what what would you like to see in addition to what's been done what do you like the venues this is where we try to accommodate and whether it comes from Protestant not, actually most of our things didn't come from Protestantism most of our things came from internal discussion and feedback and I and I and I ran some of the all of these by father Yes. Yes. So I can tell you about that. I don't know that we have the time. Okay. So it looks like Sunday school may be out. Okay. So I got the uh, thumbs up. Sunday school is out. Those of you parents, you know, you're welcome to leave and get your kids. I'll just continue to make some comments and answer questions. Survey. Survey yes. <laughs> Survey says. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. Thanks. If you could pass those out. So one other comment was, um, I've, I lost my train of thought. So Kent? Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. But try to catch me or Jesse. Yeah, it doesn't have to be today. Try to get your survey before you leave. Um, what was the last thing asked? Oh yeah, the Y2. Sorry. The lady that asked is gone. Um, Carrie. So we went through Y2 AM. So the thing about that is it in, it's, it's mainly a discussion group. It isn't a teaching venue. So there isn't like, okay, this is the teaching of the Orthodox Church, and this is what we want. They were kind of open-ended questions, is what Y2AM is. It kind of encourages the kids to give their views, their opinions, which is okay in certain venues, but Y2AM as a Q&A for kids is not a venue in which the kids are given something that comes from the church. If that makes sense. It's a discussion group. Yes. No, you can hand it in any time over the next week or two. Just try to catch me or Jesse. Any other comments or questions before I release everybody? Thank you. Okay. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.